0: And um, I hear the first officer call out. And, and the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, Holy shit, it's the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. And my, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my life and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some. Old, older people elders there you grab them and you hold them and you uh, you you don't own them but you you hold them there until daylight if we can hold them or pull it in pull them into the light it uh, destroys anything they have uh, any kind of power or anything that or anything they were trying to do to you it'll, it'll destroy them this guy was like bouncing like you know, like how you see people kind of getting ready to jig. You know how they kind of bounce. Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing, and he was just kind of going back and forth, and one foot to the other, and uh, and he just kind of turned sideways, and he turned back over to the other way, and and uh, he took off. Oh shit! He have jumped in Wanda.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Lodge Tales, and I'm your host Rod Williamson. So this is going to be the Halloween episode that I wanted to release tonight. Uh, I know it's a little late, but uh, I also wanted to encourage everyone to check out the the new website at LodgeTales.com. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff on there for everyone to enjoy, and uh, I'll be updating it as I get more stuff, more uh, photos and permissions to put pictures on and whatnot. So yeah, I'd encourage everyone to look at that, and again, thanks for tuning in, and... Uh, tonight I have a guest, um, he has a lot of stories about, uh, well, he tried to tell some scary ones for Halloween, so I, I hope, uh, you find them as scary as I, I did a lot of them, you know, <laughs> and so, uh, he, he wanted to remain anonymous, and, and that's one of the options we can have on here, you know, you don't have to say who you are, or anything like that, but, uh. Yeah, he's got a, a ton of good stories. And we're going to also do a part two as well, so stay tuned for that. But I guess without any messing around, let's get into his stories. You know, Gordon, uh tell us a little bit about yourself if you're comfortable. And if not, just just walk us through yeah. into your stories.
0: Yeah, well, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> 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 no, I just grew up in... Uh, Of course, on the Blackfeet Reservation and um, been heavily involved in, you know, um, ceremonial life and, (laughs) excuse me, and um, been doing it since I was born. So, you know, I've got to see a lot of really interesting things and a lot of weird things. (laughs) And, um, you know me, Rod, so you... Mm -hmm we've had a lot of talks about different odd stuff and uh just kind of weird stuff but it, you know we were talking a few days ago and um I started thinking do I have any Halloween stories you know yeah and you know I do actually something did happen to me on Halloween years ago when I was a teenager. Um, I have a relative that lives actually in the Flathead area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he lives over in um, Arlee. him and his brothers and his family mm-hmm. and um, he's one of these guys that really has a hard time believing in anything you know
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: even though you know, he's Indian of course and he's half Salish and half Blackfeet and um, they live in Arlie, Um and it's I think most people are familiar with it. hmm But where they live is, they don't live directly in Arley. They live, uh, about nine, ten miles away from Missoula. mm And so they're in the mountains there. And, uh, over there, there's a, you know, where they live, they live up in the mountains, and it's kind of rural, you know, there's houses there and stuff, but you know, the corridor, Highway 93 there, it's uh pretty um, deadly for car wrecks and stuff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, a lot of people lost their lives on that corridor, and, you know, of course, it stretches all the way through the United States. But um, he's one of these people that just really doesn't believe anything, you know? Mm. But I can tell you virtually every time I stayed with them, Something weird would happen. <coughs> so they're, um, where they live, there's people that do a lot of ceremonies around their home, you know? Um, sweat lodges and things like that. And so, me and his brother, we would go and sweat with these guys all the time, and they literally live up the hill behind them. So we'd just walk up there and sweat, you know? But um, my relative, he just never would do that because he said, oh, that's this Indian stuff. You know, there's nothing to it and blah, blah, blah. Um, But one night, Halloween night, actually, um, we were standing outside and it's about, oh, I would guess about almost midnight. And we're just outside, hanging out, and we're having a cigarette. And I was asking him why he didn't believe in any of this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's telling me, well, there's no evidence, and, you know, these people that see stuff, you know, there's something wrong with them, or, you know, are they mistake things, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, huh, okay. So as I'm standing there, he said... Well, what would you do if something just come walking down that road? You know, because the road itself was like a four or five mile stretch, just straight, you know? Yeah. So you can kind of see down it for quite a ways, like at least on a clear night, oh, I'd say almost a mile and a half or two, you know, Hmm. before you can kind of really see it fade away. And on that road, of course, there's uh, a few sodium lights, you know, regular street lights, because it's kind of residential a little bit. And just when I said that, this thing come walking out on the road, and literally, I just jumped hard, and he jumped too, and it was a person. So <laughs> we're standing there. And he says, Oh, it's just some some guy hitchhiking or drunk person walking. And they go as they're going by us, I notice that their legs are moving faster than uh, a normal person wants. Hmm. So it's almost like they looked like they were on a, almost like a bike, right? Yeah. And I, I, I tell my, my cousin, I go, Hey, is that person on a bike? And when I said that, it was like that person knew I said that. Because they waved their arms around. And when they waved their arms around, they're in solid white on the front. Uh, like a t-shirt almost. But well, when they opened their arms, they had all this fringe.
2: Hmm.
0: And, I, and I don't know, you, you've you seen fringe. It was a yeah. really long fringe. And I'm like, nobody could be waving their arms around like that and riding a bike at the same time, right? Hmm. Because you would lose your balance. And yeah. you fall off or you'd have to stop or something, you know? <laughs> and he just, he just said, oh, they're just, you know... I wouldn't worry about it. And so we're still having our cigarette, and this person or thing goes by, right? And how their house sits, it sits um, above a road, and then below that road is the main Highway 93. And between Highway 93 and that low residential road is a ditch. And that ditch is about, oh, I don't know, 20 feet, maybe 30 feet in width. And it's about, oh, 10 feet down, something like that. So I'm just, you know, having my smoke, and I watch them slowly go by, you know. But at the same time, I just have this weird feeling. So I watched them get way down there, about a mile away from us to the, what would it be, the north. And (laughs) I'm staring at them, and I don't know why, just... Can't help but keep looking at them, mm-hmm. and they get into those sodium lights, uh, street lights, and by then they're about oh, I would say about half a mile away, maybe three quarters of a mile away. Next thing, I you don't know, turn because they're starting to vanish, you know, I'm losing sight of them, and I turn to my cousin. He had this, you know, a cat, and he picked his cat up, and he was petting his cat. And something told me, just look back over there, you know? Mm -hmm. I turned to my right, and right where they were just vanishing, I seen them jump across that ditch. Like, (laughs) if I had to guess, about 30 feet in the air, (laughs) and they landed on that residential road, and as soon as they just before they touch the residential road granted you have to remember this is about this happened within like five, ten seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Just before they hit that residential road that leads up to their house, they vanish and they're standing right in front of us. Whoa. About ten, fifteen feet away and they're stamping their feet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just screamed, at, oh, shoot, you know, and I turned, and he turned, and they're standing right at us, and they're, sh- you know, you can see the fringe hanging off them, and they're, sh- like, stamping their feet, and we go flying in, you know, go flying towards the front door to try to get in, there's this big screen door there, he couldn't get in that screen door, he was freaking out so much, <laughs> and... <laughs> We finally get that, you know, it's just a flimsy little screen door. He threw the cat. <laughs> the cat went flying. I'm turning, I'm trying to literally about crawl over his back. And I'm watching this thing standing there, you know. Mm-hmm. And we fly in the door finally. He finally got, you know, uh, whatever strength he had. And you've got to understand with my my cousin here, he was a bodybuilder, right? Mm. <laughs> so he's a big guy, you know, like 6'3", and just pretty pretty solid and we ran in and his brothers are standing there and they're big guys too you know and they're like what the heck's going on and we tell him he still denied it <laughs> jeez you know and it's like the next time around and you know and that was on Halloween night that's why I remember it so well because you know, we, you know we're teenagers we're gonna stay up till like Two, three in the morning, you know? Yeah. And, but every time I stayed with those guys, something weird would happen, you know? Hmm. Um, when I stay, you know, another instance, same place, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping in their, um, spare bedroom. They had, you know, their, their house was a three bedroom house. Kind of like a flood home on the res, you know? Yeah. And, um, I'm sleeping in their, their, um, back room there, and the, they had a double bunk, bunk bed in both rooms, so I'm sleeping in the spare one. My same cousin and his brother are sleeping in the other one, and they had a closet right off to the side there, and I could hear this paper moving around in there. No windows open, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm thinking, maybe there's a mouse in here. And I just keep laying there and trying to sleep, and <laughs> next thing, that paper's moving some more, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And so, you know, and they have a wood stove in the house, so they don't have really regular heat, per se, because those electric heaters, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of cold in there, and I'm wrapped up in these blankets. And I just kept laying there, and I kept hearing this paper, Moving around, I'm thinking, God, there's got to be a mouse in here. Next thing, it was just like somebody was throwing that paper all over there, and I, you know, literally like, a, you know, uh, slamming stuff around in that closet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just didn't know what to do. So I went to jump off the bunk bed to get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wrapped up in the blanket. So when I went to jump out of the bed, the blankets caught me and basically wrapped around my legs and and held me in place as I was upside down.
2: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and I'm like
0: swinging there while this thing's going nuts inside the closet. <laughs> Finally, when I got enough, you know, I got my legs free enough, I hit the floor and I literally... Did like a worm out the room. <laughs> 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 um, you know, so it's like the next time, you know, and this guy just would not believe anything like this would happen. Mm-hmm. And I stayed with him again, you know, and um, about, you know, 12 at night, he comes in the front room and he tells me, Hey, come back here. I want to show you something. So I go in the back room, you know. So what's up? He said, just watch this mountain. The way that their window and their house face, they face right into the mountain.
2: Mm.
0: And um, this thing, he said, just keep watching this mountain. This, this thing's in the mountain. I said, what the hell are you talking about? I'm thinking to myself, you know, what is he flipping his mind or something, you know? Mm. Pretty soon, this light raised up from behind the mountain, and it was bright. It had like windows and stuff, yeah. and they were rotating. Oh. He tells me he he goes, "Am I seeing that, or am I losing my mind?" I said, "No, I'm seeing exactly what you're seeing." I said, "He said I've been laying here for like 15 minutes watching this." And, you know, so it's, those mountains between, you know, Missoula and all the way up towards Flathead, towards, you know, like Kalispell and Olsen and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Man, they have a lot of activity going on in there. You know, there's so many things going on. Um, it's It's interesting, you know. I've seen a few things. And you know, I live over in the flathead now. And there's a few things going on here, you know.
1: Dude, how far were they uh, when you guys were looking at that light?
0: The light? Yeah. Um If I had to guess, it's probably about to the mountain uh peak there, it was probably around three to four miles. Hmm. Pretty close, because they're right in the mountains, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And whatever this thing was, it was eclipsing that whole mountain. I mean, you know the size of a mountain.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you see something that's relatively bigger than that mountain coming up and down, like literally rising up and then going back down. Jeez. And rising, going back down. It's like, what the hell? You know, this thing's over a mile wide, you know?
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: um, those people that live there you know the ones I was mentioning earlier about the sweat lodges and stuff like that they are in in an area that's really I guess powerful is, is the best way to put it you know as far as uh, spiritual I guess energy or whatever we want to call it you know according to our you know our people you know mm-hmm. I mean you know that's it, it. It's just a real, real interesting spot, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's how I looked at it. Just, uh, I've been in that whole area, you know. I've uh, gotten to attend a few ceremonies over there. And there's definitely some some pretty powerful spirits wandering around out there, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I've gone to and I, I don't like to tell too much about ceremonies, but I've gone to doctrine ceremonies where like over by Thompson Falls, you know. Mhm. Uh, where there were just spirits all over the place knocking on knocking on um, the house we were at, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like running around it and and then I even you know, seen a spirit come out of uh, one of our you know, lodges, you know?
2: Mhm
0: in the middle of night and that was that was really cool because you know a lot of people you know when they think ghosts or spirits and stuff like that they think you know some kind of ghoulish figure you know yeah you know like your picture picturing like a transparent thing you know that you can't quite make out you know yeah. But this person, this spirit, was solid as being you, you know? And it was so solid that, you know, I thought it was just some person, you know? Yeah. And I just nodded at them, and they nodded at me and smiled. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't get any malicious, you know, feeling off them or anything like that. And unfortunately, one of my friends, who was like an adopted mom to me... Mm-hmm. She followed it <laughs> oh, shit. and got the bejesus scared out of her because she watched it vanish into into a river. Mm-hmm. And it scared the hell out of her because she thought it was somebody that, you know, and as you know, and I don't know if any of your other folks have ever told you this, you know, your other guests, but you know, us Indian people, you know, of course, we put out offerings for, you know, our ancestors, spirits, things like that. Yeah. And she thought that this person or this spirit was just somebody that was going to go put out offerings, so she wanted to help them, you know. And um, she followed them to, to this river asking him, well, you know, do you need any help, you know. And when that person turned around, they changed into a whole different person, you know, with long hair and uh, smiled at her and went into the river, like literally backed into the river. And just vanished before her eyes, and it—and she's a big scaredy cat anyway. Mm-hmm. So it scared the piss out of her. So <clears throat> she, you know, ran back home or back to the, you know, where we were staying. And her eyes were huge, you know. She come walking in. She said, "You saw that person, right?" And I said, "Where you talk to him?" I said. She said, "That one—that person by the sweat." I said, "Yeah." She said. That was you saw that, right? And I said, yeah. Why, what's going on? She said, that was a person, right? I said, as far as I know, she said, that wasn't a person. And I said, well, what do you mean that wasn't a person? She said, that was a spirit. Then you know what's funny about that, Rod, is uh, that spirit, that female spirit, she walked right between us. Hmm. You know, like, from me to, you know, like if me and you were standing around, you know, just walked right by us like there was nothing, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And um, I don't know how scary those stories really are, but it always makes me wonder um, how many people, are spirits, I guess, are just wandering around us all the time, you know?
1: Yeah, they say they're always around, you know?
0: Well, so that's the thing, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, I know from your grandfather and stuff. He's probably told you a lot of stuff. You know, the old man, and you know which old man I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He always said, you know, they can be anywhere, yep. and you he wouldn't know it because you don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <You know?
2: laughs>
0: I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's what it comes down to: is paying attention. Um. I don't know what other kind of scary stories I could tell you. Um, one of my interesting ones was uh, involved my mother. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of encounters with spirits. Um, one of the ones that always stuck with me is when I was about eight years old, nine years old. Uh, we lived outside of Brown, and, you know. I won't say where, but you know where it is, and
2: yeah.
0: it, that, that land is really super haunted, I guess, is the best way to put it, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think it's haunted, per se, over, like, um, what's the word, um, out of malicious intent? Mm-hmm. I think it's more about uh, maybe honor or respect, I guess. You know, because when my father was alive, you know, unfortunately he's been gone a long time, but he would feed those spirits there, and and (coughs) uh, I think that kept them at bay.
2: Mm.
0: And if you know anything about ancient spirits, because I really believe that there's kind of more of a classification of more than one type of spirit, you know? Yeah. I think you got more of a newer kind (laughs) of, best way to kind of think about it is like a modern spirit versus ancient spirit.
2: Hmm.
0: And I think ancient spirits are a little more intense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But my mom, after my dad had died, you know, a couple years after he had passed, um, we lived out of the town there, and my al- second eldest brother from my dad's first marriage, he was really a knothead, you know? Mm-hmm. And he would do dumb things because he was a lot like my cousin that I was telling you about earlier, who doesn't believe in any of this stuff, you know? Doesn't believe in ghosts, doesn't believe in spirits, doesn't blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and his whole thing was to tear down my dad's sweat
2: hmm.
0: and you know for a fact that you know with us Indian people you find a sweat you leave it alone yeah regardless of whose sweat it is or not but I remember my mom bawling him out telling him you don't be touching your dad's stuff especially his sweat watch you know hmm. you may not be here but that doesn't mean that you get to do anything with it but anyway, uh, so it was summertime and, you know, we're little boys and my sister was still a teenager and my other sister, my uh, adopted sister uh, would stay in this one room right across from my mom's bedroom. And, uh, it was Saturday morning. Um, and, you know, from being an 80s kid that, uh, you'd get up at, like, 5.30 in the morning and try to watch cartoons,
2: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the routine.
2: hmm
0: <clears throat> And so me and my brother would always, you know, try to get up about 5.45 mm-hmm. and we'd go into the living room and we'd sit and watch cartoons. So, we woke up about five, I would say about quarter to six, me and him and, uh, my mom was laying there because we'd sleep with my mom, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she was crying. And I said, Mom, what's wrong? You know, I kind of, you know, even at that age, I kind of assumed it might be she was missing my dad, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it wasn't. She was just crying and I said, what's going on? The sun was just barely coming up. it's just starting to get pride in her bedroom. And she said, well, something happened last night. I looked at her, and she said, I don't want to scare you boys, you know. And I said, well, just tell us, you know. You don't have to, you know, mince words with us, you know. You can tell us. I think my brother, he was still sleeping, you know. But he started waking up, and she said, well, last night, and my mom, you knew my mom. Mm -hmm. She was very, you know, devout, religious, you know. Yeah. She, you know, she believed in the Catholic way, so she'd go to church every Sunday, and but she also believed in the Indian ways, you know? hmm <laughs> And so that was kind of our upbringing. We had both, I guess, as of both worlds, we weren't, you know, shoved into Catholic beliefs and we weren't shoved into Indian beliefs, you know? It just kind of was a very mellow, good, positive thing anyway so she she says well i was laying in bed and she'd say prayers every night right yeah. she'd pray every night and something that i picked up from her you know i pray every morning you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she said as i'm laying here in bed you know i'm I, you know i'm praying saying my prayers and i believe she's always sometimes she'd say the hail mary you know she said i'm laying there my sister and my adopted sister were gone you know, teenage girls, you know, out with their buddies or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And she said, I was praying and, you know, and I'm looking across the the, the hall towards your sister's room, and I see something. I see an eye looking out through there. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, damn it. Those girls snuck in, you know thinking, you know, they were trying to sneak in, probably, you know, out partying or something, you know? Hmm. She said, (laughs) I looked, and I just kept praying, and pretty soon that door started kind of creaking open real slow, and this thing come walking out of there, and it was really tall. And I believe she said it even had to duck down, you know, how you know, what, a door is a standard, what, six foot?
2: Yeah. Something
0: Mm -hmm. like that. Then she said it was, had giant yellow eyes, and it was, the skin on it was like green. She said it reminded her of like a, I know, almost like a lizard, she said, but not really, you know? But mm-hmm. it had big yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. And she said, I froze with fear. She said, I, I didn't know what to do. And she said, you know, because I could feel, you know, like I just could not move in its walk and it's walking real slow. Like it had its hands up, like, you know, like it was like trying to kidney fill or something. And it's coming right for the bedroom, her bedroom. And she said, and I'm like thinking, what do I do? You know, it just means, you know, me and your, you know, me and my boys, you know? <coughs> so... When Dad died, they, you know, of course, you know, from going to, you now, funerals, they give, you know, Catholic funerals, they give you a cross, you know? hmm And my dad's cross was right above her head. So she grabbed it. Because she said, what happened is, I'm frozen with fear, and it's slowly making its way towards our bedroom. She said, and then my, I guess, mother instincts kicked in and um, she said, I thought, I have to protect my boy. you know? This thing's not gonna get my boys. <clears throat> so she grabbed the cross, and when, as soon as she grabbed it, she said it stopped. And it, like it, froze with fear. And she sat up on her bed with the cross, and she start, you know, saying the Lord's prayer out loud. And start walking towards it with that cross, like, out in her hand. And she said, I was telling it, you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. And this thing, start backing up, and it start backing up into my sister's room. And she just kept doing this, you know, holding it <laughs> at bay, basically. And she said, I got it all the way into your sister's room. I'm holding this cross up in my hand, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: In front of me. And she said, just as I got it into your sister's room, I just kind of, you know, I kind of got weak for a second, you know? Kind of (sighs) like, you know, that breath of relief almost, you know? Yeah. And she said, I put that cross kind of down. And as soon as I put that cross down, it came back out. Okay. And she put it, she said, I raised my arm real fast again and put it up again and start saying it again. And it stopped and it backed up real fast. She said, I backed it all the way in your sister's room. And I closed the door and I walked back into our bedroom and closed my bedroom door. And I've been laying here since, like, I don't know, three in the morning, two in the morning, praying. And you know, you know, praying for the sun to come up basically, and just, you know, and for uh, whatever you know, God to protect us basically. Yeah. So we, yeah, was that was. <laughs> I always think about that. It gives still gives me shivers, you know. It still makes me wonder, you know, because that 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 place I grew up in, God, i you know, I, I can't even. You know, I got so many stories, you know, I could probably go all night long, but um, it's really interesting, the, sh- the stuff that happened to us out there. You,
1: you know, know, some of the scariest yep. stories I, well, that I heard you guys talk about at one point was when, and this is when I was younger, man, like, I don't know, it must have been <laughs> middle school or something. Uh You guys were talking about, uh, dogs with human faces out there.
0: Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That used to give me
1: nightmares, I swear. Did it really? Yeah, because I used to think about it and I'd get, you know, I'd have nightmares.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and, you know, and I can tell you this one, you know, and I've told you this one before, and hopefully you won't get any nightmares from it, (laughs) but, you know, my, my uncle, you know, he was my adopted uncle, my, my mom's cousin, Mm -hmm. he was a lot like my, my cousin, um, over here, always, you know, oh, you guys don't, you know, you guys are, you're not, you're not seeing any of this stuff, you know, it's, you know, it's all in your head and blah, 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 and, he would come out and stay with mom every now and then, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember one year, I think our like our water got froze up. It was cold enough that the water froze. And I had a dog, and I don't know if you remember our dog, but his name was Winner, and he was this black uh, Doberman Pinscher, but he was part Dalmatian.
1: Oh no, and I don't know.
0: Yeah, he had this white stripe that went down, you know, his underside and his chest and belly.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: he was he was really a smart dog, you know. He was really a cool, awesome dog. <laughs> and we had him for a long time. But when the water froze, my uncle came out. And my mom told him, she said, well, you know, if you want to stay out here, you can. But I'm going to warn you right now, there's no water. You know, it's frozen, we're gonna go stay in town with my sister. And, you know, we'll you know, when it on freezes, then we'll be back. So we went and stayed with my aunt in 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 town there. And my uncle stayed out there and he was just you know, and how our house faced it faced towards Browning, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it had these big six foot picture windows, you know, flood houses from Canada. They all had these uh big windows out front and so he you know he's staying out there and he's just you know hanging out watching tv and stuff and um back in the old stone age when you only had three tv channels you know and my dog wanted to leave he kept crying at the front door and we our shed there and i i know you've never been to the old house but it there was a sh- there was a, a big shed that was part of the front front of the front door there,
2: mm-hmm. and it
0: had a big steel door on it with a big beam that would cross over and lock it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just something my dad, you know, put in. I I don't remember why he did it, but he, you know, I think it was because the wind was so strong, mm-hmm. and he didn't want uh, the wind knocking the door open. So anyway. My dog's scratching at the front door, and you know, and so my uncle figures, well, you know, he must need to, you know, use the bathroom. So he opens the door, the the living room door, I mean, the, the main door, and then opens that big steel door. And as soon as he opened it, my dog just split, man. He was gone. He goes running towards Browning.
2: <laughs>
0: and he knows, you know, and that dog was smart, so he actually knew where we were. So my uncle just figured, well, shit, whatever, you know, sits back down, starts watching TV and about, I don't know, from what he said, you know, maybe half an hour later or so, he heard this knocking, you know, like on the window and it was just, you know, like somebody knocking.
2: Hmm.
0: And he goes, looks over and there's my dog looking in the window.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he thinks to himself, man, this, this guy's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can knock on, you know, he knows how to knock. Yeah. And he said, as I'm staring at your guys' dog, he starts smiling. And you, you've you seen a dog, how it smiles,
2: you
0: yeah. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, you, you know, bears its teeth. Mm-hmm. But he said, this wasn't a dog's smile." It turned into a human face, like a dot, hu- you know, like a smile on a human. Mm. It like widened and everything.
2: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> he said, I turned away from it as quick as possible because I thought, oh my God, what am I seeing here, you know?
2: <laughs> and he
0: said, it just kept knocking like that, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it knocked basically all night long. And he just ignored it the best he could. Mm. And after that, he went, I I want to say after that, he never stayed out there again. <laughs> you know? Because he was the kind of guy that, you know, he'd come walking out there in the middle of the night, scare the hell out of us, because I hate to say it, but every now and then he'd be, you know, pretty blitzed, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and my mom would always ball him out and then sober him up and send him home, you know? Mm-hmm. But that dog, you know, that, you know, the add to that story, that dog, he come running into my aunt's place, you know, because we heard scratching that door. So we opened it thinking it was something else. And here comes my dog that same night it happened. Right. And we're like, hey, man, what the hell? We thought we left you with, you know, my uncle. And he stayed with us, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, these dogs aren't stupid. They're like, I'm I'm getting the hell out of here.
2: <laughs>
0: I ain't gonna get haunted by whatever the hell's out there, you know?
2: Oh, shit.
0: I mean, you know, like, that, that area was so something out. I could take anybody, and I'm not even making this up. Like, you watch, like, you know, these TV shows and these people that are on YouTube and whatever. And... They're searching. They're searching for like ghosts and stuff, right? Mhm. They got their EMF readers and their spirit boxes, and and you know, you hear help me, yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> or you know, I. And you know, and a lot of times I'm sitting there watching these shows, right?
2: Mhm.
0: And I'm thinking to myself, man. I wish to God I could take these people and take them to that house when I the one I grew up in on that land, because I could convince them within maybe a night that spirits are real.
2: Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
0: because there wasn't even a question of you know because you know people as oh, you know. You guys, you know, you didn't, you know, this was all in your head or whatever, you know, or, but we have basically confirmed, you know, I got so many people and basically confirmed witnesses that, uh, experienced something there. And a lot of times in broad daylight. And so it's like, it's really hard for me to sometimes watch those shows because I'm, I'm like, man. That's nothing. That could be, you know, settling of a building or, or, you know, you making it up in your head too, you know. I mean, I do believe that sometimes they catch stuff, but I don't think it's at the level that a lot of us have experienced, you know, including you, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, we were, (coughs) my daughter was showing me this, uh, oh, what's it called? The Conjuring House. These guys on YouTube. Uh-huh. Sam and Colby, I think, is their name on, on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I've heard of them.
1: I started watching that the, the other night, and I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, this house and, and what's going on in those woods on that show, I was thinking,
0: uh-huh. man,
1: you see that all over the res. You know, the, the res <laughs> just ain't famous, mm-hmm. like these places where they get all this media. And that's that, that's a good thing. I'm not complaining about them. You know, I don't want,
0: Oh yeah, you know,
1: yeah. But they have, it's to the point where they run tours through their area. Yeah, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd be wanting tours around some of our areas. You know, I so kind of want them left alone some of them places. You know, but well, uh, yeah. I start thinking about that, and I start thinking, you know, those spirits are everywhere all the time. You know, according to the history of people that have lived there, they've left yeah. certain uh, imprints, if you will, or 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 just their spirits. You know, some spirits just stayed there or, or never left. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they died in a bad way or maybe they were really happy there and they just stayed there. Who knows? For yeah. whatever reason. You have that human aspect to the history of it. And then yeah. you keep going further back. I'm talking animals, you know. Their history mm-hmm. there too. That They'll be stuck yeah. there, those spirits. Further back than that, geez, you got rock, tree... You know all these other spirits that are still anywhere you go on this earth, it doesn't yeah. matter. So that's why I say it doesn't matter. That I think spirits are always there, all around, all the time. You know, oh, yeah. in some way, shape, or form, they're they're there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what kind and why. You know, because that that's how we are. I've, I've said that before. Is we don't say oh. Is there something here? We're more like, hey, what What do you want?
0: <laughs> we, we know you're here. What do you want, you know? Hey, don't make me get rid of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Make me smudge you away now. Okay. Yeah. Don't <laughs> make there.
0: me pull out this braid, man. <laughs> no, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of the thing, though. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, um, it's, you know, we're always kind of making a joke me and my wife about it's almost like America was built on an Indian graveyard <laughs> yeah
1: that's <laughs> at a burial true. ground and, yeah.
0: and, and it's true though I mean I mm-hmm. hate to say that you know because you know whether people like it or not you know all us people tribal people you know we've been here for thousands of generations at this point mm-hmm. you know and so there's a lot of our people that are you know Part of this ground, you know, literally part of the ground, you know, Yeah. Um, you know, like with our people, the Blackfeet, you know, we bury ourselves in trees, you know, mm-hmm. so that we could be closer to, to, um, to um, spirits, you know, and or, I mean to our to our our Creator, you know, yeah, and you know, you know, from being down to medicine. You know, there, that used to be a real big burial area, too, you know? Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff down there. <laughs> there is. Me. Hmm. And, you know, there's... I've been out there, you know, for ceremonies and stuff, and I'm always like... It's almost like you want to be quiet, if that makes sense.
2: Well, like, you yeah. don't want
0: to disturb anybody. Mm-hmm. Even though you live there, whatever, it's like you're always quiet in that area. At least for me, you know. I and mean, that's how I look at it. And exactly. it's quiet
1: there. It is. It's really yeah, it quiet is. there.
0: You know, and your family, my family, we all come from that area. I mean, there's other areas, of course, in the in, on the res, you know. Mm-hmm. But that area, for me, is one of the more sacred areas. You know, I'm not saying that the other areas aren't sacred, but there's a lot of medicine there so to speak, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I think you're right about how how that all works, you know? Like, what, you know, some spirits are, you know, like, you know, I, the one thing I hate about those shows is, the, you know, they go in there and they're all like, it's a demon. <laughs> oh. Oh. Or it's, it's evil. And it's like, how do you know that? How the how would you even know that? Do you, you know, have you ever encountered a demon? I don't think so. You know, because, you know, my understanding is that demons are a lot different from what a spirit is, you know? Yeah. You know, there's there's a whole different ball game there. It's not, it's not, um, they're not spirits in the same general sense that we look at them, you know, like people look at them as, that they're spirits. You know, they're they're creations, if you want to look at it. They're creations from the beginning of time. If you want to go back, you know, theologically with, like, the Bible and stuff, um, you know, demons are fallen angels. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think that everything that these people encounter is, you know, a demon. You know, shit, man, for all they know. It's just a person that, like you said, might want to stay there, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and they're happy where they're at, you know, maybe that's their heaven for all we know, you know, and that's where I, I really think that these guys that go on these hunting shows and stuff really have to be careful. You know, because it's like, like okay, I look at it like this, like you you watching these shows and um, they come to, you know, like what you're saying about your daughter watching those, those guys. You know, they go into a house and right away they start demanding, if you're here, give us a sign, <laughs> you know, or... Yeah. Make, make this light turn on, you know, or, and it would be like me walking into my neighbor's house and just saying to him, hey, make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. He's going to say, F you, man, get the hell out of here. What's wrong with you? Yeah. This is my home. I mean, that's how I look at it. You know, you, you walk into somebody's home and you start demanding things from them that they're like, who in the hell are you? Any normal person would kick them out or say, what, are you crazy? You don't walk in somebody's home and start demanding things of them.
1: Well, you, you can and see you, it. You can notice every time they're out there hunting, they're always getting the message of get out.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that happens,
1: you know, I see it more often than not.
0: Yeah, that's really the interesting thing to me, and, and it's like, well, the difference is, is like, if you're going to, if they, you know, if you were going to approach it in a more of a, I don't know, best way you could, if you were to do that, I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you, you know, you would go in and you would show respect. Yeah. You would bring offerings, you know?
1: And good intentions, kind of Yeah, thing. and good
0: intentions. Yeah. Well, what is it that they want? You know, I mean, the human component of it. What is it they want to see? What is it they want to... You know, why is it so important that, you know... And they'll say, it's because we want to prove that they're real, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, they are real.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um... It's kind of like from talking with these different older people and elders or whatever you want to call them over the years um, they've told me some pretty interesting things you know, and a lot of of it comes down, at least in my mind that um, you have to just accept that they're there you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to prove by, you know, trying to chase them down and stuff they'll show up when they show up you know um and some are good some are bad of course but for the most part it's like any relationship that you have with anybody if you treat them treat them good they're going to treat you good you know yeah so you know i mean i think that makes sense in my mind you know well we gave you nightmares <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i remember that that story about those dogs those you hum, mm-hmm. well, were human faces on those dogs i I thought about that and I remember sitting up in my you know at my grandpa's house thinking about that <laughs> nightmares a couple oh. of nights
0: <laughs> oh man sorry <laughs> yeah I was
1: thinking about that well,
0: it's like I rode with your grandpa right mm-hmm over Bird's Creek, he told me a good one and, uh, there's a spot out there, I won't say where, but your grandpa was telling me about it, and... He said, <laughs> he said, this, this area, because it was really early in my that's when we come to see you, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You remember the funny trip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we come to see you, and I rode with him. And, uh... He's telling me, he said, you know, it was really early in the morning, probably like 5.30 in the morning. sun wasn't even up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, I usually stop in Conrad to use the bathroom. He said, because years ago, because I told him, I you to stop at this one spot. And he's like, no, I don't do that anymore. I said, why is that? He said, it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why? What happened? He said, well, one morning I had this. I had to fly out to, you know, your grandpa was, you know, part of the council.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he needed to fly out at one point. And he said he, so he had to get up like four in the morning. Got his stuff ready and he headed out because he had a flight at like 6.30. And so he said, I, I you know, just basically ran out of the house and headed out and I really needed to use the bathroom so I stopped at that, that point before Conrad Harpalier. Mm-hmm. and he said I jumped out to use the bathroom you know, because there's nobody out there that early in the morning he said I walked about oh no 60 feet away from the car he said I turned it off he had a van I believe
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he said next thing that van's lights all turned on as he was doing his business, you know? <laughs> and he said, and the windshield wipers and lights were all going, and there was all this giggling and, like, little kids. And that gives me shivers, man. <laughs> and he said, I just used the bathroom as quick as possible. <laughs> I ran back to my van and jumped in and took off. He said, after that, it won't stop there. <laughs> See, in that section too, that whole area, man, you know, like, you know, one more story I'll tell you. My aunt, um, you know, she's passed away now, one of my aunts. And uh, I used to, you know, ride with her from Great Falls Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know. And um, she was, uh, she would always go straight towards Shelby, right? Yeah. And then come up through Cut Bank and blah, blah, blah. And and if you grew up on the res, you know there's a shortcut, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so one day I asked her when we were coming up. I said, hey, auntie, why don't you ever go through that cut across there? You know, it cuts off like, what, 35, 40 minutes of our time, you know? And she says, I won't do it anymore. And her late husband, he, he, he was gone by then, but she said, we used to go through there all the time. And she said, um... One time we were going through there, and it was summertime, and it, there was this big, thick fog, and uh, we drove, you know, we were just driving, so we were just taking our time. We go through this fog, and we come out the other side of the fog. Next thing, we don't recognize where we're at.
2: Hmm.
0: And we're like, what the hell? So we just kept driving. And pretty soon we seen some lights, you know, of a town. And we figured, well, we'll stop there and use the bathroom or whatever. And so they said they pulled in and went inside of a, a gas station there. And they asked, you know, they asked, hey, what town is this? And they said, it's Conrad. <laughs>
2: they
0: got Somehow they got pushed all the way back. About, what would that be, but 20 miles? (laughs) Something like that. And they just looked at each other, and they jumped back in the car and headed towards Shelby. They didn't go the other way, and she stopped doing that (laughs) because of that. (laughs) So when I would drive through there, I'd always think to myself, shit, man, I hope that (laughs) happened to me. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, wake up on the other side of the world or something, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I you know I think about that stuff you know because that section, you know, and that's all part of to medicine. Mm-hmm. It really is, you know. It, it stretches into that area.
1: It does, jeez. You know. <laughs> well, let me um uh, let me bug you for a story real quick before we sure. That one I want you to tell it has it always fascinated me. Was um, when those folks seen that that craft with those little people in it outside of that, that ceremony that night.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um, well, what happened was they were having a, you know, a sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. And you know from sweat lodges, sometimes they go pretty late at night. Yeah. And, and back in the older days, I guess, you know, with, like, the stuff we grew up with, you know, like, today... Not many. I mean, there's a few still that sweat at night, but not many, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but at that time, you know, that was pretty common. Um, So it was dead of winter and they were all sweating. And, you know, from, you know, anybody that's been to a sweat knows that they can get pretty hot, you know, intense. So they went out to, you know, kind of take a breather and it wasn't like it was. Super cold, but cold enough, but, you know, enough that you could cool off. Yeah. And as they're sitting there, this is, you know, a uh, ways out of town, you know, this craft come floating by them. And it was the classic, you know, UFO shape. It, but it was so close that they could see these heads looking out these portholes. holes. <laughs> And it freaked them out, which I don't blame them. It freaked me out. Why I know this story is because they told me it, you know, different ones. I won't say their names, but different ones that were there, you know, told me about this story because it was so intense. It was so vivid to them. That's something you never, ever not going to unsee, you know? Yeah. And so they're looking at them and they're like looking out like, you know, like. Hey, man, what the hell's going on out here and <laughs> so they ran all inside to the old man he was running it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he they're like freaking out. they're like, "What do we do? You know these this this things out there, and there's people looking out of it and he just said, "Don't worry about it <laughs> 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 He's like, they're curious, yeah." Uh. You know, they want to see what we're doing. He said they're like us. He said they, and, you know, he he put it in a way that, you know, that they're just, they're people like us in a sense. They're not people like us, but they're different. And they're just as curious about what we're doing as we're curious about them. Yeah. So, you know, just sit in here and let's pray and get going and don't worry about them, you know, they'll head out. And they did, but how you know? How do you how do you even comprehend that? No. I mean, you know, I I you know after you know one of the people that was there, you know, told me about it. I was just like, "What do you do?" You know, so I asked the old man about it. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he just. You know, he you you knew him well enough. He just sit there and he'd smoke. Mm Mhm. And he just thought about it and he looked at me and he said and you know, for all the people out there that believe in that because I do. I've seen enough. (laughs) You know. He he said, They're here. They're all around us. He said it could be one of your best friends and you wouldn't know it. Oh, that you know, and that always came gave me kind of like a pause for reflection. You know, like gave me chills in a way. But why be scared? Yeah. You know, because in in a sense, <clears throat> he said, you know, they're they're wandering among us. We might not see them. Like you know, we see them as regular people, but they're um they could be you know, a friend of a friend, or they could be your best friend, and you wouldn't know it. Because that's how good they are at disguising themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always think of that stuff, you know, somehow those, those incident uh, incidents like that are connected, um, spiritually, somehow.
1: That's what I think, you know, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I think I told you about this, but one of my cousins, His grandma was looking for him one night, and she assumed that he came out to our house to hang out with us. Well, the way our house was situated is we could see down to the road, you know, to the main, you know, Highway 2. Mm -hmm. So we could see everybody that would pull into our driveway because we were about a quarter mile from the road. And it was just flat enough that you could see when people would turn in a lot of people just turn around, you know, whatever. But so one night, this car comes pulling in. And it makes it about halfway up towards our house and it stops. And we're all looking out the window, you know, because we're nosy. (laughs) Yeah. Which you shouldn't be looking out the window at night anyway, but, you know, we were kids. Yeah. And they just turned around real quick and they just headed out as fast as they could. They didn't think nothing of it. Well, my mom ran into that person the next day. And she said, hey, I came out to your house last night. And I was looking for, you know, my grandson. And uh, she said, oh, that was you? Um, you come driving a pathway up the driveway? And she said, yeah. She said, well, why the hell did you turn around so fast and head out? And she said, well, when we come halfway down, you know, or halfway up towards your house, we could see you guys looking out the window. And when we looked, when we looked uh, towards you guys, there was this silver disc Sitting uh, right by your house, and it was floating right by your guys' security light. Mm -hmm. And it was sucking, like, energy off that security light.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she
0: said it freaked us out so much, because we seen you guys looking out the windows. Mm -hmm. And we turned around, we took off. And my mom said, well, gee, you guys are chicken. She used to use chicken S. <laughs> she said, why didn't you guys come up and warn us? <laughs> <laughs> she said, you could have at least warned us and said, hey, there's something weird going on out your house. Uh. But you know, <laughs> you know, Indians are self-preservationists. We get the hell out of there now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, they're all, like you are saying, they all get connected spiritually, yeah. a lot of these things. I, the one thing we didn't talk about is that, that hairy man, I, that Bigfoot, you know, I, I think he's connected to all of this too somehow. And oh, I believe it. What are your thoughts on, on the spiritual connection that, well, we all know the stories, you know, that he used to protect us when we'd fast and. Probably still does yeah. to this day and all these other things, but I see a connection there. But what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on, on all of that?
0: I think it's like anything, you know, Um, the way I was taught is that everything has a balance, right? Mhm. So you got good things, bad things, and uh, kind of in between things. So you have good you know, you have good spirits, bad spirits, and my understanding is that for every, like say, you know, the way we all believe, you know, with, you know, like say, there's a good eagle, there's a bad eagle. Mm-hmm. I believe there's, the, you know, Bigfoot and bad Bigfoot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I think that <clears throat> they they kind of exist between both worlds. Mm. If that makes sense, you know, like they're spiritual, yet they're physical. Yeah. And the only reason people don't, you know, can't really catch them is that they can, you know, basically jump between the two worlds. And, you know, there's a lot of reports of people seeing UFOs and then seeing Bigfoot at the same time. Yeah. Um, Me and my wife... You know, uh, we, we'd go to these different encampments and and ceremonies, and I remember going to one where basically the guys that owned the land said, you know, be careful up here. You don't want to wander around too much by yourself because there's uh, big bigfoot up here. Hmm. You know, and when people, even spiritual people, when they hear that, they they kind of act like, oh, that's not real, <laughs> you know?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and, um, but I get to hear it. And it was, it was something else, man. You know, and I, I think I told you about it. it. Best way to describe it, it was, it sounded mechanical, yet organic at the same time. Yeah. And, Um, so like, you know, I watch enough YouTube videos on, you know, Bigfoot and blah, blah, blah. Um, and people say, I captured this town of Bigfoot on there. And you listen to it and you go, no, that ain't Bigfoot, that's something else, you know. Hmm. But what I heard, and, and a friend of mine heard too, that was also part of the encampment, was this mechanical... um organic sound you know th- I, it's hard to ex- describe kind of like the cross between a police siren and a and um a woman hmm. screaming kind of It's it, it, it's hard to describe because it was such a jarring sound for me at least that i was i wasn't sure what to think you know yeah. so i think that they, they do protect, you know, they do protect us, but, um, I also think that a lot of people, even like anything, they, they forget about, um, like what we were talking about earlier, about how, how to, you know, respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, because, if you're trying to help somebody and they're trying to hunt you at the same time, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you you want me to do what? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to be on TV or get captured, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: And, you know, the Cree have a real... <clears throat> one of my Cree buddies, he was telling me that... And, and that, you know, and this is something he told me years ago. But their belief, from my understanding from him, was that at one point... Those Bigfoot were put here to basically take care of the Earth, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the reason, you know, I don't know what kind of reports you've heard, but people say, you know, when a Bigfoot's around, they smell this real bad smell, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, that's when they know there's a Bigfoot around because it's such a rancid smell. And but according to my friend. He said the reason they smell like that is not because um like they're they're killing things or anything like that. It has to do with the earth. Ready? Hmm. That the the reason they smell like that is because of how the earth being polluted hmm. and how we're not taking care of it, you know? Yeah. And so they they because they're part of the earth, they they pick up that same smell. Hmm. You know, but at one point, they didn't smell like that. They smell very good and sweet. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's what the my friend said, you know, and he said that's what, the, you know, at least he told me that's what the Cree believed, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, I, I really think that, you know, like, because I've had people tell me about being in, in ceremonies where uh, specifically sweat lodges, where they had a Bigfoot come in yeah. and doctored him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too many secrets, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. they said that when that Bigfoot put their hand over their head to doctor them, it basically wrapped around their whole head mm-hmm. down to their neck. Wow. Like they were palming a basketball, you know, but, oh, <laughs> yeah. but a lot more like a, like a tennis ball.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: they said as they were, had this, uh, this hand around their whole head,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they were, they had the thought, this person, this, this Bigfoot could just crush me like I was nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, squeeze and like a stress ball and fought me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I look at it, you know, is that it's like any spirit, you know, you show them respect and uh, maybe offerings and maybe they'll show you something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, I got so many stories, you know, I just, you know, the Bigfoot story was pretty cool and it, you know, it really... It really made me go, wow, this is, uh, this is scary, but at the same time, I can't believe I I got the privilege to hear this, you know? Yeah. You know, because how many people can say that, you know? Right. I mean, it scared me. Trust me, it was like (laughs) three in the morning when this happened. And I'm basically the only one up, everybody's sleeping, and I'm... You know, we're out in the middle of uh, the mountain. And, you know, I need to use the bathroom. And just when I stepped out of, you know, my tent there, that's when I heard it. And uh, my my fear was like, what do I do? You know, like, am I going to go try to use the bathroom? It's going to come, I'm going to walk into it, you know? (laughs) You know, or is it going to steal me and make me... it's cave woman (laughs) you know things like that go through your head you know um (laughs) you know that you know we one of my friends he he encountered one up in the same spot and him and his wife and uh uh we teased him you know we were saying oh they're gonna steal you and make you the cave slave, you know,
2: and
0: (laughs) you're going to be up there with just a loincloth sweeping a cave. (laughs) He laughed, but at the same time, he said, oh, man, that was something to see. It ran in front of his car, you know? Yeah. And he said that was like, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to do. I just kept driving. Well, what else can you do?
2: Right.
0: (laughs) You You know, you either... You know, you sometimes you gotta suck it up, and that's the hard part about, I guess, the way we live. You know, all these Indian tribes and Indian people, is, um, and and other people. I'm not saying just Indian people are the only sl- uh, sole um, proprietors of this stuff. You know that we see this stuff all the time because there's plenty of non-Indian people out there that see this stuff. Yeah, but I I I feel like just like with a lot of us in the modern age, we're told it's fake or we're told it's not real. Um, basically, we're told that it's, you know, all in our head. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. I mean, you know, when, as you know, like we, we got lucky, me and you and a few others that grew up with this stuff where we didn't. Like if we told, you know, like the old man or say your grandpa or somebody, grandma or something, um, about something we saw, they believed us. Yeah. yeah. You know, they say, Where where'd you see this? Take me there. I remember seeing this like spirit out by our dad's old sweat. Mm-hmm. And it, it it kinda you know, me and my brother we didn't know how to think of it, you know. And my mom went right down to that sweat and sold it you know hey don't bother my boys you know mm. i remember my brother he was really independent at an early age you know yeah. and when he was like about three or four he would get up and he'd make his own bottle <laughs> 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 and yeah you knew my brother so it's yeah. like it tracks with him <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: so he would get up and he would go down the hallway and the pitch black of our house. My dad was alive then. And he would, you know, climb up on the counter with, you know, push a chair against it, climb up, make a bottle for himself and go back to bed. <laughs> and my dad just thought it was the coolest thing, you know. He just thought it was the neatest thing to see his, you know, his son. He'd lay there and he'd listen to him. And one night, he went walking down there, same old, same old. My dad would always listen for him because, you know, he always wanted to make sure he was okay. And as he was coming back down the hallway, he just starts screaming.
2: Hmm.
0: And my dad was a big guy, you know. He was, you know, 6'4", 6'5". And, you know, at that time probably weighed about 280. Hmm. And he come running out of the bedroom, and there was my brother standing there, and there was this, Spirit, shadow, standing in front of him, wouldn't let him pass. And my dad walked right through that spirit, grabbed my brother, and he told that spirit, you need to get the hell out of here. What the hell's wrong with you? You don't don't come here and start scaring my boy. Get the hell out of there. And that spirit left. (laughs) 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 And what I think it, you know... And my brother, though, he he didn't do it anymore, you know, because it scared him so much, you know? Yeah. And my dad was really pissed, though. And, you know, and if you know anything about, you know, those old timers, a lot of those old timers were, you know, they treated, you know, spirits just like they treat, you know, any relationship. I mean, you know, the old man said, yeah, you should have respect for them and, and, and some fear. Because there's some real powerful ones out there, but there's times when you have to, you know, I I don't know if you want to say commanding. Because I don't want to give that false impression that, you know, you can tell any spirit, oh, you know, piss up a rope. (laughs) Uh, That's not going to (laughs) happen, you know. But the way he did it was basically, you know, taking charge of the situation and, you know, letting that spirit know that this this isn't good. You don't do that stuff. Yeah. And it left. And, um, but like I said, you know, I got so many stories and, um, you know, we can always do some more. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> do know?
1: a, do a part two then. Yeah.
0: At some point, whenever. Uh, I mean, you, yeah, I don't know if you have any other questions for me, but. Well, I um,
1: kind of covered everything I wanted to cover tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. but trust me, I got. A lot of questions too about a lot of other stories I know about you <laughs> that you've told me. Oh gee,
0: <laughs> they're all untrue, dude. <laughs> no, I mean you know, I often you know I often wonder why it's you know how how we got to this you know this in in a lot of ways lucky.
2: Yeah,
0: to to be around this stuff and, mm-hmm. and learn about it. I mean, you know, you know. Some, sometimes I'm very scientific, and um, so I try to look at, well, what could have caused this, you know? Maybe it's not a spirit, you know? Yeah. I don't just assume every sound I hear or everything that happens is
2: mm-hmm. a
0: spirit, you know? Because if you do that, you know, you basically kind of muddy the water for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Because then you're always looking for it, you know? Yeah. But when it really does actually happen to you, there's no doubt that it, that's something that was real, you know?
2: Mhm. Um
0: I mean that's how I look at a lot of stuff. I try to, you know, I um, you know, because sometimes little things like you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, maybe there's the house is settling or maybe there's a bad pipe that's not been attached to a rafter you know, something like that, or to a wall stud or something, yeah. and, you know, and water pressure kicks it and makes it rattle or something, you know, um, I try to look at that, you know, because at the same time, I don't want, I don't want to get freaked out until I need to freaked out
1: well yeah because i mean you feel dumb afterwards besides all that you know you're like oh christ look at what i was doing
2: yeah
1: (laughs) you know you know that's that's what i do too i try to rationalize everything first before i
2: because
1: i i i I don't know i basically go through a little checklist like okay all right Mm -hmm. there's something here because you know i'm trying to find that out too is there something here or is it just you know something explainable you know trying to find that out too because i don't want to Jay's really getting in there and smudging because the uh, the vent is um, loose. <laughs> Trying to smudge that loose vent away.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it, it, it makes me laugh, and I'll I'll tell you this last story because it re- it, it directly related to that. Okay. Um, and, and I'll let you go. But my my sister and my brother in law, you know, they get a lot of hauntings around them, mm-hmm. and 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 so a lot of it was real stuff, you know. But I remember my mom one time called me up and she was just laughing. And she said, Geez, your sister and her husband are chicken shit <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Why is that? You know, and she was laughing. So she said one night in their house they could hear this crying and you know, like ooh, ooh. Yeah. All you night, know, you know, and they laid in bed. Neither of them would get out of bed to go find out where this sound was coming from. And my mom, you know, over the years, you know, for a second here, she got to this point where she dealt with spirits so much it didn't affect her anymore. You know, like, she wouldn't get scared. And I'll tell you some stories about when she basically made me feel, you know, like, like, I was being a dumbass, you know. <laughs> but she said, you know, they're laying in bed, and they're hearing this, you know, crying and stuff, and they won't get up. Neither of them would get up. So they laid there all night long, and it's summertime, all night long until about 6 when the sun started kind of coming up. And they finally got their courage, and they opened their bedroom, and they went walking out, and they could still hear that crying, you know. hmm and they're like, what the hell, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? They go to their you, utility room where their washer and dryer were, and they could hear that crying coming from there. So they go walking in there real slowly and scared, you know. They hear it, and they open up their, it's coming from their dryer. So they open up their dryer, and there's like four puppies inside there. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew had to hidden the four puppies in the dryer because he wanted to keep them. <laughs> so his his thought was, I'll put them in the dryer so nobody will find them.
2: Yeah.
0: And he was only like, I don't know, seven years old, yeah. six years old. And my mom laughed. She said, I would have just got up and went and found out where the hell this was coming from. <laughs> 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 anyway, Rod, well, hopefully that's some kind of scary ones for the Halloween crowd out there, maybe.
2: Yeah, well, You know? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because some of them really, you know, like the one with my mom, you know, that always creeps me out, man.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. that's like, gives me shivers. There's other stories I have that, you know, I don't share them a lot with people because... Some of it is I don't want people to get scared, but also some of it is um, I don't want them trying to, you know, investigate this stuff in the sense that, oh, I'm going to go sit on that land that he says is haunted, you know, because if they do and something happens to them, you know, that's not good. You know, I would feel terrible, you know. But, but also you know there's so many different people that were involved. That's why I kind of want to stay anonymous for now. You know.
1: Well, that's uh, that's all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you know I just don't want people bothering other people about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some things that me and my brother talked about, and my adopt sister, and you know, and different ones, my mom, and all these different people that you know and I know. Mm-hmm. That I got to see firsthand some of these things, but some of the other things that, you know, like my brother told me and, and these different ones, holy cow, man. You just go, holy cow. In a lot of ways, I'm kind of glad I lived through it on my early days, you know? <laughs> I lived yeah. through most of it in my early days, because I don't think I could handle it in my adult life as, as well. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like, I know what to do. For the most part now, but, you know, um, if I was just, you know, a greenhorn to a lot of this stuff that's happened, you know, and just, it just start happening to me, holy cow, I think I'd lose my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I really do, you know. Mm -hmm. There's one story I'll tell you next time about my brother and me and something he confirmed that I thought I was making up in my head.
1: You know? All right.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, hey, man. I'll let you go then. I
1: All right. Well, geez, thanks.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll talk more about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll get this one put out tonight with a yeah, for everybody and get this one right out. Well, I appreciate yeah, it do. and geez, we'll do it again.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely we will. All right, brother, but I'll let you get some rest and we'll talk to you when we talk to
1: you. Okay, we'll see
0: you. Okay, yeah, see you. Have a good one.
1: i like to wish everybody a happy Halloween, and thanks for sitting with us tonight and listening to stories. Again, I appreciate all the viewers, listeners, um, people on Patreon, all the patrons. And uh, again, if you wanted to make a one-time donation, you could off, off the website. You just follow the Red, the red Circle um, link and everything like that, and you can donate once or become a member on Patreon. All the links are there, so... I encourage you if you're worried, you know, you don't want your story out there with your name, it's more easier now to be anonymous with the record option where you can just leave a voicemail on the website, that would be, you know, the easiest for someone who's kind of on the fence about it, and uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and take that avenue, it's safe and easy, and, you know, you could also leave a message on there The end your story, well... If you could could you just delete this part or you don't even you know <laughs> tell me what you want and i can make it happen on there so just whatever you're comfortable with you know so well thanks everybody and we have more stories coming up like i said we have a uh, wade running current talking about bigfoot and we're gonna have my brother on before long there's more more stories coming and all the people from around the world I thank you all for tuning in and listening to our little stories here on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation in Montana. You know that that kind of makes us feel good knowing that our stories are getting out there all across the world. And for all the people that listen loyal, you know loyal listeners that are they here every every podcast. You know, <laughs> I really appreciate you. And please uh, like and share the videos on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts share it with your family your friends it would just be nice to have more more engaged listeners out there the more the merrier we're happy to share our stories and uh, i appreciate it well until next time